0: When the government implemented nationwide lockdown in March 2020, in-person community music activity, along with everything else, came to a halt. Everything was either cancelled or postponed, and even though by then it was expected, it all still felt very sudden, as it was such an unusual phenomenon. Community musicians, whose work was very much in-person, face-to-face, found themselves in a strange and scary place. Through conversations with six community musicians working in the northeast of England, this series of podcasts will explore what happened, how we responded, and what things look like now. All conversations took place separately in various locations. This episode is titled Welcome. It is the hospitality at the centre of their practice, to quote Lee Higgins. And that means creating a space that is welcoming. A space where people feel free to be creative, where they feel safe to be themselves and take risks. It's the space where we are all learners. There is no hierarchy in that space at all. We are in it, together. In this episode we are talking about what it means to be a community musician, the relationships and the responsibilities. Asking them all about what being a community musician entails and what they see community music as being, all of my research participants' responses were very similar. You may find that quite a bit of this resonates. So I'm going to start us off with the immediate response I got from David when I asked what his work and world looked like. So let's go to, before the pandemic, um, what did your work and world look like at that point? And a lot of driving.
1: yes (laughs) and so rehearsing in my car for other things it's uh, it's it's a way of life you know i think like it's if when you do music even if you work uh, as a salaried musician as a you know as a instrumental player for an orchestra that's not all you do you practice you have other things you might do be in another ensemble you might do some teaching it's a way of life, it's not about the money. Yeah. It's simply, if it were about the money, we'd all need some serious help.
0: Ashley voiced the concerns that we all have, working from project to project and funding stream to funding stream, about the uncertainty of our work. It's not easy. No, it's not.
2: Especially in like this like, line of work, you don't know how long it's going to last for. Yeah. So you feel like you've got to say yes to everything that you're getting offered. Yeah. Even if you're like, oh, I might struggle to fit that in. You're like, oh, no, I, I'll do it, I'll do it. Because you feel like
0: something, it's not going to last forever. And then yeah. you, go, you still have a mortgage to pay. Yeah. And you still have to do this or whatever. Mm. but. There's that constant fear, isn't there? Uh-huh. Of, like, if I say no, then people will just stop asking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. yeah. Still, like, you feel like you've still got to be known.
0: Friday highlighted how, as a community musician, you are not just in the role of facilitator. There is no hierarchy. You are in that space as an equal.
3: One of the phrases we used lots, which has always stuck with me because I think it's such a brilliant one, is how it's something about being able to move between the role of expert and the role of learner, yeah. effortlessly and seamlessly. And I think there's something really poetic and quite philosophical about that isn't it where you you know you're really skilled and you're really confident but you also know there's loads you don't know yeah and other people know it and you don't know it yeah. and there's something about having that striving for that level of like humility in all the work that we do is really really important isn't it
0: yeah
3: I don't always do it I don't always achieve it but that's always my aim yeah.
0: speaking to Katie and Bridie both spoke about the stuff that happens in the wings, that people generally don't see and which is oftentimes not valued as it's quite hidden.
2: Yeah, and I think the type of work we do requires planning and forethought and replanning and adapting, yeah. and, and that takes a huge amount of time. Yeah.
0: And because you're doing so many different projects, whoever's asking you to do something thinks that's the important thing yeah. for you to be doing, but then everybody's doing the same yeah. thing Definitely. So it's like who who do I prioritize here? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you have to sort of stop every now and then and go, what do I actually want to do?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Watch bad attorney. Because there's got to be there's got to be plus sides to the sacrifices you make. Yeah. To have to have a career in the arts. Yeah. You've got to enjoy it, like come on. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, there's not much other reward. <laughs> no. It's there? not massive money. No. And there's quite a lot of behind the scenes work that potentially people don't always see. Yeah. So it's gotta be fun. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not worth
3: it. So, that I think it's important that stuff. Yeah. And it's the bit of our job that I don't think people know very much about. Just yeah. how much front loading you have to do in terms of the care, the pastoral stuff, the thinking about people and the other reasons why they may or may not be able to engage. Yeah. yeah which is just as important as whatever art you're making, isn't
0: yeah. it? The most important role of the community musician, which we were all in agreement with, was the role of the welcome. We all talked about the relationships we had with our participants and groups and how it felt when we were no longer able to work with them. I asked Laura what it felt like for her and if she had been able to keep in touch with her groups.
2: So it was, it was actually a very interesting... Um... Moment because I realised that I had different relationships with each of my groups, and that was largely because of how they were run and who was in charge of kind of those sort of things the pastoral side of things. And so, with regards to people I had direct contact with, i.e., one to one students and smaller groups from my freelance work um it was very easy I just emailed or texted and kept in touch that way and that was very second nature just as much as we were all texting our friends like oh my gosh I can't believe this is happening you were checking in with people um from your groups as well but uh, groups that were run either in partnership with an organization or where I wasn't involved with the admin it was immediately cut off because I didn't have access to that for GDPR. Yeah. Um, so I was not able to contact quite a lot of people.
0: Laura recognised just how important the relationships were to her.
2: You, you realise how much seeing these people every week made a big impact on your own life. Yes. Um, because even though you know we are people and we are humans as well, so those connections matter from our perspective, just as much as it does from there. So not seeing those people, um, you, it almost feels like there's a hole,
0: yeah. you know
2: because you, you talk about different people with different things and you know but you get something out of it and those relationships are what matters. Um, so mm-hmm. for that just to not be there anymore, it was very hard.
0: And it's the day-to-day stuff that is as important, if not more, than the music
2: absolutely and you know just those little chats at the beginning of a session or someone telling you that they've done this or they've done that or you know and it's just the the small talk that you take for granted until
0: it's not there anymore yeah. and then when you recognize that yourself you go they're going through the same thing mm-hmm. they're somewhere out there dealing with this pandemic in their own way and, and yeah. they haven't got that weekly touchstone with what it is that we do yeah and you
2: forget that, that that kind of ties into what we do as musicians that it's not just teaching music it's sharing stories yeah. And sharing kind of experiences because you're in a safe space when you are in that session, and you, you know, you, people feel safe enough to, to share whether they're having a good day or a bad day, good week, bad week, yeah. um, and then for that just to be gone. Yeah. I, I imagine for a lot of people it was quite lifelike.
0: Laura is not on her own here. Everything she said absolutely resonated with me. Then, when speaking to Bridie, she wrapped this up in a nutshell the relationships we nurture through the welcome and the safe space that's the important stuff. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, yeah the, the socialization and the community and the, the fun and all, all of that stuff, yeah. like the art or the creativity is like, it's the foil, isn't it? Yeah. And then all this other stuff happens because you've got that focus of we're going to do something creative, yeah. but all of that other stuff, building networks and bonding with people and laughing and telling each other what, what's happened
0: in your yeah. life,
3: that, that's a really important part of it all, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So it's not a one-way relationship. It is reciprocated, as Bridie followed up in our conversation.
3: The choirs retained really high numbers, which was really lovely. That's really good. Um, and I think the reason for that, I think there was lots of reasons. I think, yes, they valued it and they wanted to keep doing it. They wanted to see each other and maintain that sense of community so that there was something to come back to afterwards. Yeah. But I also think they wanted to support me as an nice. artist because they obviously knew I was like combi income freelancer. Yeah. And I think they were very aware that our community were really struggling. Nice. <laughs> and so I think there was also an element of, you know, we want to support our leader, which yeah. is really lovely.
0: It's really lovely. I'm going to end this episode with David summing up what it means to be a community musician. What's it about
1: then? <laughs> it's it's about um, making something happen that wasn't there beforehand. It's music is um, better than conversation. People all need to talk to each other, but music is communication without uh, a lot of uh, with different inhibitions you know but it's it's this there's something wonderful about it and if you can help people with varying degrees of talent do something you realize that talent is just an ingredient and in, in opportunity and repetition and enjoying rehearsal and enjoying acting enjoying these things they make everything else really good um, and it, there's so many possibilities, and you know th- that's it, really. I mean there, there's creating being around other creative people, um, helping people forget about uh, their, you know, their condition if they want to forget about it, you know, or getting people to think outside themselves, think in terms of generosity as being something that's reciprocal yeah. rather than something that is something that you do when you have excess. Like shaving off the bits of your large ass yeah. to help the pores or whatever. Mm-hmm. When, when everyone's in a condition of circulation, there is, you know, there's something that's more powerful than, you know, money.
0: Something more powerful than money. I guess that really puts it all in a nutshell. It's quite clear, or at least it has been quite clear when I've been talking to the community musicians that they clearly absolutely love their jobs. They are passionate about their jobs. They are passionate about the people they work with. It's about something else that David said, helping people forget about their condition. And I think that rings equally true for the community musicians themselves. You know, they have done that through their art, their talent, they are sharing that with the people that they meet and work with. So the community musician is a hat wearer, a nurturer, an advocate, a creator of safe spaces. The impact of COVID on the relationships with their participants and their relationships with their work will be covered in other episodes of this series. This is the starting point, the start of the journey through the pandemic Please join us for the next episode where we will be talking about the lockdown and how we adapted to keep our community relationships alive, to stay connected and to stay sane in the very strange world we had entered. I want to thank Lee Higgins and Catherine Birch at York St John University for their invaluable advice and guidance. The research participants, Ashley Lowes, Bridie Jackson, David Passaro, Jim Montague, Katie Doherty, and Laura Reevley for their time, support, and wonderful conversations. And my husband, Gary Bowden, for his unending patience, support, and editing teaching skills. You are all amazing humans. Thank you. Please check out the other episodes in this series. If you would like further information on the research for this podcast, or to find out a little more about the musicians featured, you can find my paper and their details online at www.carolbowdenmusic.co.uk